0: I feel almost like I should have gotten a cake or something, you know? Like, I remember turning 10 years old. It's double digits. It's a big deal. What kind of host would I be if I didn't celebrate a little? Hey, everybody, and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whenever it is that you're joining us. Whether you've realized it or not, you're listening to The Uncurated Catholic Show, where we celebrate the random, the messy, and the real. I'm your host, Torren Burke, youth minister and teacher by day and writer and obsessive thinker by night. And somewhere in between, I like to sit down and share what's been on my heart and occupy my mind. Right here, each and every week, we may chat about God, life, 5G, hypoallergenic pets, mango-flavored beer, landscaping hacks, really whatever seems worth sharing, all in the time it takes me to drink my morning coffee. So grab yourself a cup of whatever works for you. And before we begin today's show, make sure you check me out at torinburke.com, or you can follow the show on Instagram at Uncurated Let's get to it. So Brenna and I just got back from New Jersey, where we were able to celebrate the life of a dear friend of ours, father, who passed away not long ago, actually amidst all this corona stuff. Um, so that was, that was nice to get down there and to see them. But I hate to admit it, but there are actually many things about New Jersey that I love and actually miss from having spent three years there while in the Coast Guard. And for anybody who's familiar with the area, you'll know what I'm talking about. Wawa is one of those things right? Where else, but a New Jersey Wawa, can you have someone else pump your gas for you while getting some surprisingly good burritos and award-winning coffee? Like you just can't whether or not the coffee is actually award-winning. I don't actually know, but if it hasn't won anything, it should. It certainly has my vote, but here we are. We are back in Connecticut and not so sad to be back home, but certainly sad to be out of the coffee Wawa zone. Um, Wawa is now out of our reach so that we can no longer enjoy the wonderful things that it has. So I've got my French roast coffee from our Keurig and uh, it's not bad, but you know, I am able to rock it in my official uncurated Catholic show mug because this is a special episode For those of you who struggle with counting, especially getting up towards the double digits, I know it's hard. This happens to be the 10th episode, and there is something to be said for nice round numbers. You know, like, we like to celebrate those nice round numbers. You know, you're turning 30, you're turning 40, you're turning 50. And yet, in my short-sightedness, I failed to get a cake. And I also didn't really prepare any special segment for this episode. But alas, all of you wonderful, faithful listeners... You know, you get to hear me ramble on about something, but, you know, I suppose really what better way to celebrate this 10th episode than with the very thing that has made at least half a dozen people fall in love (laughs) with the show to begin with, you know, give the people what they want. That's what I always have to say, right? Give the people what they want. And so here I am (laughs) cake, nah, special segment, special guest, nah, here I am. And we're going to have a good episode, nonetheless. You know, it's it's hard to believe that I have, you know, by the sheer grace of God, kept this thing going for two and a half months. I never missed a Tuesday so far. Not that two and a half months is all that long, but uh, as with all things, shifts happen and changes take place. And while well, I was blessed to have a bit more free time two months ago, such is not really the case now. Not only... You know, do the, the day-to-day responsibilities of husbanding and homeownership and, you know, of course work, you know, take a lot out of me. But I also thought that it would be a good idea to go back to grad school and get a second master's because why not? <laughs> no, the truth is that I, uh, I know full well that this period of my life before kids, pre-kids, right, when Brenna and I don't have uh, little ones of our own to take care of, this is probably the freest I'm going to be. Uh, and so I thought now would be the time to really continue schooling and, you know, accomplishing some of those uh, academic goals that I have for myself. So nonetheless, it, it adds up. Right. And while my my brilliant branding right here on the Uncurated Catholic Show, it actually demands as little curating, polishing and editing as possible. I did that on purpose. Uh, it's very convenient. But, you know, there is nonetheless certain effort that is required. You know, even something like coming up with a topic that does require effort. It does require attention and there's just so much is happening right now. So while I was, you know, previously able to record a few months not a few months, excuse me, a few weeks, uh, see and I'm not gonna edit that because why? This is the uncurated Catholic show where we celebrate the random, the messy, and the real. Even when I misspeak. But uh I, I would normally be able to record a few weeks ahead of time. Um I've since you know ever so gradually found myself with this like pressure of having to record for the current week like i i'm i'm behind in a way and it's a pressure that really does nothing to help all the many other things going on so on this 10th episode i would like to to ask everyone for your prayers not for the success of the show mind you but for like the important things in life like mental health <laughs> And my peace of mind and soul and work-life balance and maintaining priorities, you know, I suppose if you've been kind of digging out, you know, digging, hanging out with me, you know, here on the show, maybe a prayer for it wouldn't hurt either. But uh, just if you could, if you could pray for all the many things that are going on and please know that I, of course, pray for all of you as well. But just so you know, I, I also have, you know, loved the the feedback that I've been getting. And so I'm not planning on going anywhere anytime soon. I know this sounds almost like a buildup to this big, like, by the way, I'm canceling the show. No, no, no. That's not what I mean to say. I I don't plan on stopping this anytime soon. Perhaps I will be forced to kind of take a week off every so often, maybe do three episodes a month, something. I'm not so sure. We will see. But um, I really have enjoyed the random people, like, popping out of nowhere. There was this one gentleman from Ireland who uh, actually reached out and asked me to debate an atheist on his show. And while I love dialoguing with people, especially people who disagree with me on stuff, I was not so sure about entering into an organized debate. You know, there are people way smarter than me who thrive with that sort of thing. And, you know, I tend to be more interested in, like, long-term discussion instead of kind of more of that quick, like, gotcha type stuff. Right, these like, you know, mental sparring, you know, of, of back and forth, and trying to kind of, you know, get that, get that gotcha moment on the other person. You know, there, there's a there's a place for that, of course. Um, spirited debate is a very important thing, but it's just not really my cup of tea, at least in this point in my life. Um, not only that, but like I just said, I can barely keep up with this. Right, something as simple as sharing what's on my mind. <laughs> I I couldn't imagine investing the time to actually like prepare well for a debate for this other guy's show, you know. But hey, dude, if you're listening from Ireland, and you still can't find anybody to debate your person, you know, maybe next year, try hitting me up again. Perhaps things will have changed and I can give it the effort it deserves. But that was uh, that was quite the surprise. And it put a smile on my face nonetheless that he uh, just randomly popped up and, and asked from Ireland. It was kind of cool. But I was also asked from someone in the YouTube comment section. As you know, the show is on Spotify and various other platforms as well as YouTube. There's no visual component to it like YouTubers, uh, are kind of forced into doing. So most of the people, most of you guys, I think, listen here on uh, on Spotify and other places, but um, some of you I know do catch it on the YouTube and somebody did pop up and, and actually post a, a comment to the YouTube and um, asking me to to share my conversion story. And since you, sir, actually saw fit to comment on the YouTube, I will most certainly oblige and so a trip down memory lane it is as we celebrate this 10th episode together. So I suppose I should begin by clarifying that my conversion story is not so much a conversion at all, but rather a reversion. version um, It certainly was a conversion of heart, I suppose, but nonetheless, you know... I had those graces from my baptism and my communion working in me from an early age. And even though it would take me quite a while to notice it, um, I more ended up where I first began, you know? And so I, I think reversion is kind of more of an appropriate term for it. It's a term that more and more people are kind of using as, you know, cradle Catholics are really starting to, Leave sort of their childish type of faith and really take on an adult informed intellectual um, melding of the heart and mind. Um, you know, reversion seems to be a word that we've been we've been kind of using. So I, I I prefer to call it a reversion. But I also suppose I should highlight here that we all have a story. I don't think mine is particularly unique, although. I've known God long enough to know that He loves to use the mundane. He loves to use the ordinary, right, to affect the extraordinary. So, if you're interested in like a hard-hitting, gut-wrenching roller coaster ride, then I would recommend you check out *Rome, Sweet Home*. It's a book by Dr. Scott Hahn, and it tells his conversion story. Um, he had the real challenge of leaving a Protestant world behind for something new. He really did go through a conversion in the strictest sense of the word. And he had a wife and a job both intimately tied to that Protestant world. So he had to overcome it all for the sake of truth. And my own story I think was really greatly influenced by his. I did read his book early on and it had a huge impact on me and I would, I would certainly check it out if you're all interested. He's absolutely brilliant of course. But if you're interested in more of the run of the mill story, then look no further. We've got you covered here on the uncurated Catholic show. So my, uh, my parents did the the best they could with what they themselves had, you know, their generation. And I think I spoke about this in a, in a previous episode. Um, were they were the recipients of the, the post-Vatican II confusion. The church was kind of in, very confused. A lot of the clergy were very confused by what Vatican II sought to, to do. And if you're not at all familiar with what I'm talking about, in the 60s there was the Second Vatican Council, which changed some of the ceremonial aspects of the liturgy, and that freaked people out. Nothing fundamental was changed, but some of the exterior things like which direction the priest faces and and various other things really freaked people out. And it made a lot of people feel almost like the church was just throwing out everything that had previously taught. And that's, of course, absurd. And that's not at all the case, but people kind of thought that. So there was this great period of confusion into the 70s where the church was trying to figure out what on earth really happened at Vatican II and how to move forward. Um, So while there was an underlying faith there, I don't think they really confronted the big questions intellectually. So growing up, you know, I loved to ask questions and I loved to be different. I loved, you know, I I think I longed for something that made sense. I loved science and still do. I like thinking about the world in a critical way. Well, it did not take me long to run headfirst into the faith versus science question. And of course, nobody really had questions. Or sorry, nobody really had answers for me. You know, what do we do about evolution and what Genesis says? You know, like, I I think I entered into almost a working agnosticism for much of my early life just because nobody seemed to have any basic answers to this type of stuff. Interestingly enough, during high school, I was convinced by a very pretty girl, uh, to go to youth group and I had no idea, you know, what it was, but I figured if she was going, then it was worth checking out. Well, I immediately fell in love with it. I really did. Um, not so much like the Bible stuff, but the the people really seemed genuine. I liked the community. I hadn't experienced anything like that before. So even after she left, she was a little bit older, I continued to go and actually got really, really involved. I enjoyed it a lot, even though I didn't really have any sort of faith life um, outside of that space. But again, You know, I was very much agnostic in the way I saw the world, not willing to seriously entertain the possibility of God existing, but not so sure I wanted to ignore the witness that this youth group, you know, seemed to show like I respected these people so much and they seemed to know something. I just didn't really care to think about it all that deeply. And that's kind of how I, how I stayed. So all that continued on through graduation through boot camp and through the first couple of years in the coast guard um, which i entered right after high school it was during boot camp that there was a, a protestant service as well as a catholic mass and i went to the mass mostly because you know it allowed us some relaxation on a sunday i wasn't about to give up the opportunity to go to church whether i was agnostic or not you know the company commanders were not there Our our drill instructors were not there, so you know most people tended to go to uh, these church services. You know, but uh, I I chose the mass because it felt familiar. You know, I wasn't interested in any of it, but really, all the more was I was I not so interested in like a Protestant service that I had never experienced before. So I was like, no, no, if if it's between the two, I'll go to the one that I'm kind of familiar with. So I did that through uh, boot camp. And, and the big move really took a couple years. Right after boot camp, I, I went to Alaska and I celebrated all the things that a 19-year-old celebrates in our modern culture. Right? Everything that's unhealthy. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the unfortunate reality of things, right? Uh, the objectification of women, um, substances, various uh, staying up late, partying, things like that, doing things, saying things, thinking things that are just not good for the mind, let alone the soul, And it was around this time that I really started to hit rock bottom mentally and emotionally. I actually just gave a talk about my mental health experiences um, for the Creation Project, this group of of young creatives all across the country. They get together, and um, it's wonderful. You can check out their Instagram and check out their YouTube. Um, I just gave a talk uh, for them about my experiences, and you can actually see the talk on their YouTube. So if you kind of want to know a little bit more about that, you definitely can check that out. But for our purposes now, I'll just stick to the fact that I was pretty miserable. And yet I had nothing to to really lean on, and that continued up until I got to New Jersey and experienced the magnificent Wawa no, I'm just kidding. But it was in New Jersey that I, uh, I started to meet friends. I started to meet people who spoke about Jesus like he was real. And that was completely new for me. I remember walking into my shop at work. I was uh, stationed at Atlantic City Airport and I walked into our shop and I was randomly asked by somebody, you know, whether I wanted to go to a Bible study after work. And I said yes, and it was truly the Holy Spirit moving because that was honestly the last place I felt like going to, like really. But I said yes, and I went, and it was really eye-opening. I'm so glad I said yes. I started meeting people, started getting plugged into the community, and it wasn't just any community. It it felt a bit like my high school youth group, except slightly different, right? Right. I never paid all that much attention in mass growing up, but it didn't take long for me to realize that there were some differences in what people were saying. I never really thought about God or scripture or church, but I could still spot those things that sounded strange to me, right? At least strange in comparison to what I had heard before growing up, but I loved these people, um... But as I started to grow and begin to pray again, the answers seemed to be lacking there too. Just like when I was growing up, I would pose some questions and the answers just seemed to fall flat. Not only that, in this more Protestant environment, everyone seemed to disagree with each other. I, you know, I would, I would pose a question to a handful of people and you would get these confident answers But these answers, which kind of contradicted each other as well, it's as if nobody was on the same page. It it didn't seem like they were speaking with a united voice. There was no united objective answer to it. Everybody just kind of had their own opinion of things, and that was the gospel truth. That, That was my experience of it. So I went back to the Catholic Church. And my reasoning was that I owed it another chance since it was the church of my parents. It's not a good reason, but it's what I what I worked with. I was largely unsatisfied with what I was experiencing. However, you know, because of that, I never really expected much when I went back. I went to Mass for the first time in years, and I was struck by the pastor. He was younger, which was strange to me. He was probably in his, like, early 40s. I was used to kind of the older priest. Um, so this, that was a little odd, uh, from the beginning and he spoke really well. He was very articulate. He used a lot of interesting examples in his homily. He referenced things like philosophy. He seemed like he was a thinker. He seemed very sharp, at least from my kind of subjective opinion of what sharp sounds like. So I met with him and I chatted, uh, you know, about my questions and he answered what he could. In fact, I, I think his answers were quite good. Um, and when I asked him something that he was not so sure about, he said something interesting to me. He said, we'll find the answers. I'll find the answers and get back to you. Right. That hit home with me immediately. He would find the answers as if there was an answer to be found. He said it so confidently, like, Hey, I might not be able to articulate that to you right this moment, but there's an answer. I'm going to go get the answer and I'll get back to you. Right. It's it's. It's as if, you know, he, he wasn't just providing his version of the answer. There was an answer and we would find it. I was struck by that confidence. And also the answers he did give me were just very good. So little by little, you know, through the working of this priest and others, God opened my heart again, you know, from that point forth, I started reading, I started studying, I started researching I had tons of questions, but once I figured out where to go with them to receive answers, that was a game changer for me. You know, many of these answers required me to grow in the way I thought about the world, but answers were there nonetheless. I want to do an episode. Maybe it will be next episode. Who knows? I want to do an episode all about just resources that have been very influential to me um, because I think that's important. I think, you know, as a teacher, I know full well that when, you know, my students know something that's great but there's a whole nother kind of sense of pride that comes with my students knowing where to find an answer i think that's equally as important if they know the answer wonderful but you're not going to know every answer so where do you find the answer do you critically know where to go because if you have that skill of finding the answers well then anything that comes up i have the utmost confidence that you can you can piece through and work with you know, that's, that's good. And and I want to kind of share that in a, in a future episode, but you know, just like that, my life changed. The more I learned, the more I was convinced that not only was God real, but that Jesus is the son of God and the Catholic church was established by him for the continued sanctification of all. And, you know, my friends and I stayed very close. I made new friends kind of in the Catholic world, you know, I was able to get plugged into a parish and from there continued to grow. So see, mundane it's all mundane <laughs> but like I said you know God God works in the mundane you know as more and more young people turn away from the church if there's anything to be gained from this story um, even the the broad story that I just shared without many of the little details you know then you know good God I'll I'll continue to uh, to tell it But my mug is empty, which means that's all for this episode of the Uncurated Catholic Show. I cannot thank you enough for tuning in and listening. Again, you can reach me at torenburke.com or on Instagram at Uncurated Catholic. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics, always feel free to reach out. I'm always down to chat about whatever comes to your heart as well. Make sure you tune in next week, and why don't we part ways with a word of prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this day. We ask you to continue to make yourself known to us, especially those who live their lives without knowing you. Only you can change hearts and open minds. So we entrust all of our loved ones, those who have walked away from faith into your protective hands. And it is in your holy name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All the best. God love you all. Benedito Domino. Let us bless the Lord.